Hello, I'm Dr. Rodney Barlow. Welcome to my podcast. Today I'm going to talk to you about the word sigh. S-I-G-H. It's a word that we don't think about much, but yet we find ourselves doing that very often. When situations come and we feel overwhelmed, we feel like life is getting the best of us, we just have to inhale, exhale, breathe in, breathe out, and it's okay to sigh. As a matter of fact, I saw in the, in the scriptures, I saw in the Bible that even Jesus sighed. So when I saw that Jesus sighed, I am in good company. And God wants to speak to us in a way that when we have those moments or those days where we just have to sigh and feel like, oh, well, what's the use? I trust that this word will be a blessing to you. So go with me to Isaiah chapter 51, verse 11, and it reads this. So the ransom of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing, with everlasting joy on their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness, sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Notice it says in this scripture, they shall obtain joy and gladness, sorrow and sighing shall flee away. So let's talk about sorrow and we know sorrow is connected with sadness. And sadness is an emotional pain associated with or characterized by feelings of disadvantage, loss, despair, grief, helplessness, disappointment, and sorrow. And individual experiencing sadness may become quiet or lethargic and withdraw themselves from others. Now let me give you the definition for the word sigh. To inhale a large quantity of air than usual and immediately expel it. Now Jesus, I said, who is the pattern son, our example, Jesus sighed. Now, in Mark chapter 8, Jesus just finished feeding the multitude. He took seven loaves, he gave thanks, he broke it, he gave it to the disciples, set before the people, and with a few small fish, he blessed them, and they ate, they were filled, they took up the seven large baskets, leftover fragments, and they fed over 4,000 people. Then the Bible talks about, right after that, and he sent the multitude away, Immediately, he got into the boat with his disciples. He came to a region. Then the Pharisees came out and began to dispute with him, seeking from him a sign from heaven, testing him. And the Bible says in the next verse, in verse 12, But he sighed deeply in his spirit and said, Why does this generation seek a sign? Surely I say to you, no sign shall be given to this generation. So we see here even Jesus sighed. Why do we sigh? Well, I want to give the answer in acronym form. So the first letter of sighs we know is S. We sigh oftentimes because of what we see, the sight. What we see looks like is not changing at all. What we see is the facts. What we see, things not getting better. Perhaps things are getting worse. Things are at a standstill. And we just sigh. For the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18, While we do not look or stare or gaze at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So we see here the scripture admonish us not to stare or to get our eyes fixed on what we see because what we see is subject to change. So what you see before you can really affect your feelings and your emotions. You're, and then you are apt to make decisions or say things inappropriately because of what you see. You know, the psalmist in Psalm 73, verse 1, 
he began to be affected by what he saw. I want to read some verses to you. It says this, Truly God is good to Israel, to such as are pure in heart. But as for me, but as for me, my feet had almost stumbled, my steps had nearly slipped, for I was envious of the boastful when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For there are no pains in their death, but their strength is firm. They are not in trouble as other men, nor are they plagued like other men. Therefore pride serves as a necklace, violence covers them like a garment. Verse 7, their eyes bulge with abundance, they have more than their heart could wish. They scoff and speak wildly concerning the oppression, they speak loftily. Verse 9, they set their mouth against the heavens, and their tongue walks through the earth. Behold, these are the ungodly, who are always at ease. They increase in riches. So he see how the ungodly are acting, and he said in the beginning, But as for me, my feet had almost stumbled, and my steps had nearly slipped. Why? Because of what he saw. But then something changed. His thoughts began to change. And let's see what happened. Let's keep on reading. Surely I cleansed my heart in vain, and I washed my hands in innocence. For all the day long I have been plagued and chastened every morning. Verse 16. When I thought how to understand this, it was too painful for me. Verse 17. Here goes the transition now. Until I went into the sanctuary of God, then I understood therein. Surely you set them in slippery places. You cast them down to destruction. And how they brought to destruction, desolation, excuse me, as in a moment, they are utterly consumed with terror. Thus my heart was grieved and I was vexed in my mind. I was so foolish and ignorant. I was like a beast before you. Nevertheless, I am continually with you. You hold me by my right hand. You will guide me by your counsel. And afterward, receive me to glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And there's none upon earth that I desire besides you. Notice the transition when he went to the sanctuary. Notice the change when he got a different sight. He got a different perspective. See, he was looking out of his natural lenses. But when he began to look at life from a spiritual perspective, things changed for the better for him. So oftentimes we sigh when we're looking at the facts and the facts can affect us. But then he said in verse 28, but it's good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God that I might declare all your works. So as you see, the first letter of, of sigh, the first letter of sigh is sight. And when you're looking at the natural things, begin to ask the Lord God, help me to see my situation from the word of God, from your perspective. And watch how things begin to change your attitude and your feelings. The next letter is I, and I would like to say the use for I is intensity. The intensity of the moment. And the word intense means to, to be strained or to be stretched as when the mind is fixed or bent on a particular subject. <clears throat> Excuse me. The battle is raging, so to speak. The storms of life keeps raging, and the moment is intense. The Apostle Paul had an intense moment. Philippians chapter 1 verse 27 states this, For indeed he was sick almost unto death, but God had mercy on him, and not only on him, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. He had an intense moment. Another time, 
the Apostle Paul had an intense moment. And we read this in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, beginning with verse 7. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are hard pressed on every side. That sounds pretty intense. Yet not crushed. We are, per we are perplexed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. To me, he had an, an intense moment. But then... I read in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 13, And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believe, and therefore I spoke, we also believe, and therefore speak. So we see here, God give us the answer. Even in your intense moment, you can see God right there, ready to help you. And he says, And we have the same spirit of faith. According to what is written, I believe and therefore I spoke. We believe and therefore we speak. So in the intense moment, begin to declare God's goodness, his mercy, and his grace that is available to help you. The next letter I like to say, the next letter is G. I like to say simply, good night. And that word good night all depends on who I'm talking to. If I'm talking to my sisters, that word means here we go again. But we're going to fight the good fight of faith and God's going to see us through. So when you have that that moment of sighing and here we go again and just say good night. And, and I know that God is going to see me through. And the last letter for the word sigh is H. And oftentimes we sigh because we feel helpless. And we feel like what's the use? We feel like it's over. Now if you're a believer, you know you have help. But that doesn't mean you have those moments where you feel helpless. But the encouragement is the word of God says this in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what can man do to me. So we see here we have a helper even in that moment of hmm, where you feel like sighing, you have a helper. John 14, 26 says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said to you. Amplified says it like this. The Amplified Bible says it like this. But the Comforter, Counselor, Helper, Intercessor, Advocate, Strengthener, Standby, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name and my place to represent me and act on my behalf. He will teach you all things, and he will cause you to recall, will remind you of, bring to your remembrance everything I have told you. You see, you have a helper. Even in the moments you feel helpless, you still have a helper. And the helper is God, the Holy Spirit. And God will also send physical help to you. God will help you, and God will send help. When you call on him. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16. One of my favorite scriptures. And it reads this. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. That we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. I want to read the scripture out of the Amplified. It says. Let us then fearlessly and confidently and boldly draw near to the throne of God's unmerited favor to us. That we may receive Mercy for our failures. Find grace to help in good time for every need. Appropriate help 
well-timed help coming just when we need it. That's why I said if it did not show up yet, it's not time yet because it's going to come. What kind of help? Appropriate help. Well-timed help coming just when we need it. And I want to close out with this scripture to remind you when you have that moment that you feel like, and after you sigh, call on God because God is right there. God is always present and waiting for you to call on him and to give you, to provide for you the help that you need. Because Psalm 46 verse 1 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in the time of trouble. I pray that this message, this word about sighing will lift you up, will encourage you, will build your life so you have an answer. And that answer is found in God's word. God bless you.